Do you got stress weighing you down? This show is all about stress and managing stress rather than letting it manage you. All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife, a mom of three girls, and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody, (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best, just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, the real deal. Stress. (laughs) That's what I feel like. Yeah, me too. You just want to like vomit it out, like Mm -hmm. get out. Ugh, stress. Uh, But we need to talk about it. And the reason we're talking about it today is because it's been really prevalent in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I didn't record a show last week because I was at max capacity. I don't know if you have, ever feel like that. And I use that saying often when I'm there because it happens <laughs> quite a bit. But once you reach that level, there's like no more things that can mm-hmm. come into your mind or your life. Yep. Dunsky. So I had to be, take a break and just be like, it's okay to let myself off the hook on this yep. thing Absolutely. because I need to take care of myself and uh, we're going to talk about ways that I deal with stress and some other ways that might work better for you. But we're going to talk about the tricks. And we're also going to talk about what stress feels like. Because I, when you start talking about it, mm-hmm. like I was having this conversation last week with um, Adri, who we work with. Yeah. Um, and I was saying that I didn't wasn't going to record a show because I was under a lot of stress. And she said, well, what are you going to talk about on next week's show? And I said, stress, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I'm dealing with. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I really need to hear that because she's under a lot of stress. And we started talking about the physical, like, impact it has on your body, like the way it actually makes you physically feel. Yeah. And she said for her, stress is like an elephant sitting on her chest. Mm. Like the weight of it is just almost unbearable. Right. And I said for me it feels like I'm just in the ocean doggy paddling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm underwater, I'm above water. I'm underwater, I'm above water. Just like barely trying to get a breath of air. Um, Barely afloat. That's what I feel like. um, Grasping for air. And then, um, you know, there's that time like when you stop being stressed that you like you're trying to calm down because mm. everyone says like relax right mm. that doesn't help <laughs> it when doesn't... somebody tells you to relax well no when they tell you like <laughs> <laughs> i got something i could tell you to do um <laughs> but well when you but when you're like trying to pause and just like slow your mind yeah. right because we try i try and do that sometimes but it often has an, the opposite effect on me where your your mind is racing you get to that point where you've like done all things you can do in a day. You're exhausted, physically exhausted, mm-hmm. but your mind will not stop. Right. And so you're trying to like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and not think of anything, try and decompress and watch like whatever it is and just take a minute. Because um, for me, if I'm reading or, uh, you know, like listening to a podcast or everything ignites my mind. And so that's not really helpful. I need to like take a break. So I'm trying to sit there. And then then I feel like your body doesn't know what to do. It's like restless leg syndrome for your brain. <laughs> do you know what totally. I mean? Your brain is like freaking out. And you're like, no, just relax. And your body's like in agony. Like I cannot physically move anymore. 
and your mind's like, wait, it's so I was, <laughs> this is what it feels like. I don't know if you guys have been on that roller coaster. You know, the ones that's like the dragons, the dragon ship mm-hmm. at the fair and it just goes all the way up to one side and then swings down to the other side. Yeah. It's like that feeling when you're at the very, very top and you're about to drop in your stomach and you're like anxious and you, you know what's going to happen, but it's going to feel crazy. Like you're floating. Yeah. That's what it feels like for, for me. For you. Yeah. yeah. For me in that stage. It's yeah. like your body has a physical reaction to stress. And um, when you have like acute stress and things that are short term that you can move past, you have to find ways to deal with it and move on. Mm-hmm. But if you don't and you carry that stress with you day in and day out, it literally has a negative impact on your physical and mental well-being. Absolutely. It consumes everything about you until you are physically ill. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a different reaction. Some people can, like, get a cold, you know, Mm -hmm. can get a cold from being sick. Um, Or, I mean, people have major internal issues. Yes. um, It affects your respiratory system, your digestive system, your immune system, your sleep, all your systems. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Everything. The systems (laughs) shut down. No, but everybody has a different reaction. Like, you might get a cold because your immune system. I don't necessarily get um, have the immune system. I have, like really bad high like cortisol levels Mm -hmm. so everyone it affects you know differently which that you know affects your sleep and weight gain and all kinds of things there's people that like lose weight when they're stressed out there's people that gain weight when they're stressed out it's just so crazy like what happens to your body when you have like an acute stress something that immediately starts to overwhelm and stress you your body has a physical reaction by releasing a hormone that increases your heart rate your breathing and your muscles like tighten to respond because mm-hmm. your body is literally ready to like fight. Yep, fight or flight, baby. It's just the way your body responds because it's you're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Your body turns these things on so that you could like you know fight off a bear. Seriously, mm-hmm. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Um, get yourself to safety. So then you have to find a way to lower those levels and come back and everybody deals with stress differently some people are really good about carrying stress uh and can come back from it quickly from a stressful situation and others don't it's just like anything Mm -hmm. we all have a different response to how things affect us everybody deals with stress everybody it's just that some people deal with it differently i mean we're all carrying stress we're carrying this load Mm -hmm. and it's really not about lightening the load it's about how you're carrying it how do you deal with it, Sarah? Well, I'm going to tell you, Carly. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think we spend a lot of time worrying about like offloading things, and there are, and there is times that there's some things that you should definitely offload, yeah. but you don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people that might be carrying bigger loads than you, right? It's not really about the load; it's how you carry it and how you deal with it on the daily basis. I got super overwhelmed. I read this article actually about um, that the average person is managing sixty projects. At the same time in their life, <laughs> personal business, whatever. And I was like, if the average person's managing 60, I must be at like 495. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like a lot. 60 feels like a lot. So if you're if you're managing less than 60 things, then like more power to you. Um, but we're all carrying a lot and we're, we have a lot on our minds. I got maxed out because mm-hmm. I have a lot going on. And so I'm going to go through like some of the things that cause stress, which I'm sure you guys all know what they are. But I have like a lot of them at the same time. Uh, but, you know, things that cause stress is obviously the biggest worries is financial mm-hmm. um, work, your responsibilities to your family and your health. Those are like the biggest things. Then there's like obviously big things that can cause stress, like traumatic stress. Mm. 
things that happen in your life that we have no control over. Some other things that cause stress. Well, we talked about work. You know, 70% of Americans suffer from workplace stress. Mm, that's sad. I know. It is sad because if you're str- you're stressing out at work, you know that you're probably carrying that home with mm-hmm. you, which creates more stress and anxiety in your home life. Um, I thought this was sad, but totally true. Uh, physical appearance. People are that's, stressing out about their physical yeah, appearance. That's really sad, too. And the social. Like, the pressure to conform and be seen as successful in life and like everyday life is is putting stress on people mm-hmm. but there are like good types of stress not every stress is bad competition people are get stressed about competition but that actually brings out there are good factors of stress stress isn't all a bad thing if you think every time you feel stress like you associate a feeling of angst and horribleness then you're going to feel like it's bad every time you're stressed out but in fact stress creates things in your body to make you be successful like when you're under competition you've got pressure um you're focused Mm. and it creates better results you're like performance focused because you're under stress to you know push yourself and that's the same like a lot of times in business and in other things you can use it like if you're stressed because you're going on stage or let's say you're recording a podcast and you feel nervous and stressed, you could use that as energy to like, you know, fire you up for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I love that. It can be a positive thing. It totally can. People, when you're under stress, are more focused, more intentional. Um, so it's not always something that you have to have some negative. What's that word? Is negative that word? connotation. Yeah. About that mm-hmm. feeling. So negative connotation. Good job, Carly. Mm, thanks. I'm like useful for something. For a lot of things. <laughs> Dang. It's just like any situation. You know, you can look at it could be stressful, mm-hmm. but you could look at it as the most horrible, stressful thing and create this thing in your mind because your mind believes exactly what you tell it. Oh, yeah. And so let's say your house got robbed. I don't know. I'm just saying. And your TV was stolen because God forbid. Um, <laughs> and then you could be like, oh, my God. This is the worst thing ever. I'm never going to get a new TV. I have to go through all this hassle. It's like horrible. I've got, I was robbed. And da, da, da. Or you could be like, oh, I've got insurance. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I just got to call them. And guess what? I got to go pick out a new TV. Yippee. Mm. I mean, it's just every situation you can look at it two ways. And it doesn't mean that it's not causing you, you know, a little bit of angst because now you have to call your insurance company and all that. But it doesn't have to be the end of the world. And you're creating something bigger than it is all about mindset i mean this goes back to uh, several everything that i talk about we talked about (laughs) yeah you have to change the way that you look at things Mm -hmm. have to change and train your brain to look at things differently absolutely because you can use the stress to uh propel you forward Mm -hmm. especially like in a physical thing you know with the with my kiddos when they're playing sports and um they're like oh i'm so tired i go yeah but if you don't push yourself a little bit further now you're never gonna know what you're like your your new norm is yeah Mm -hmm. you don't know because you're stopping yourself short you use that pressure and stress to propel yourself because when you're in extreme amount of pain that's when you truly grow um so that was a little sidebar but uh (laughs) (laughs) but stress can be a good thing sometimes it's not though sometimes you've got too many things like Mm -hmm. i did i still do and i did for the last couple weeks and i need to figure out a way to cope because i was like doggy paddling in the middle of the ocean and doesn't feel good. It's scary. So here's what I did. I, um, first of all, I write everything down. 
So I do a brain dump, which I'm sure you've all heard of this. You just make a list of all the things that are on your mind. But I take it one step further than that. And I go through and I highlight everything on the list because your list might be a page. My list is like a full-size notebook, four and a half pages long. It's a huge list. And I was like, wow, this list makes me more stressed. <laughs> like Now it's all written down. I'm like, cool. It's like visual, all the things I have to yeah. do. So I take a highlighter and I highlight the things and I categorize like purple is business or purple is personal. So purple is all my personal things. Um, green is things that make me money. Blue is business development and um, personal growth. I just highlight the things that I have on this list because honestly, 90% of that list is things that I put on myself. Mm -hmm. It's not other people saying you have to do all these things. It's me telling myself I have to do them. <laughs> so I highlight them and then I see what I can delegate. Because the first step is getting rid of things that you don't need to do, which is like one of the tips is say no. Okay. Like all of the things that you should be doing and that you actually take your time to put energy into should be things that help you reach your ultimate goal. So in life and whatever your values are, whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to accomplish, the things you're doing should be aligned with that. If there's all kinds of other things on here, like, you know, maybe you overcommitted yourself. Uh, I'm talking to myself. Maybe you overcommitted yourself to a few extra things that really don't meet your ultimate goal. Like I have all the kids in something at the exact same time on the same day. Mm -hmm. Plus we have a social engagement and all these things. And it's like, well, my ultimate goal this weekend was like to have some downtime with the kiddos and relax. So I'm going to say no to two of these things. Good for I'm going to take them off. These are like you have to first go through and be like, what can I take off this mm -hmm. list? Mm -hmm. Then you delegate. What can I have someone else do? Do you have someone else that can help take some of those things can you give some of the stuff to your kids to do your spouse like a colleague at work can you offload some of the things mm -hmm. right absolutely then your list is now four pages <laughs> <laughs> instead of four and a half yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a control freak like me so um i you know there you know that saying like eat the frog i've talked about it yes. before i i educated you on eat the frog you, you did Okay. I was like, what? You eat the frog or otherwise the frog eats you. Okay. So you always eat the biggest frog first. And that could be for you something, you know, that you're putting off because you don't want to start it or whatever. Um, for me, it's the little things. I put off all the little things that don't help me reach that ultimate goal. So for instance, it could be paying a ticket. Okay. I got a ticket like in June <laughs> and a speeding ticket. Uh, and I couldn't find it. I lost a ticket. And so I just keep, it's on my mind every day. It's small, maybe not every day, but it pops into my mind. And then I get a, immediate anxiety of like, I need to pay this ticket until it reaches a tipping point where I'm like, oh my God, I have to find this ticket number because the cops are going to bang down our office door and arrest me. <laughs> That's what I feel like. <laughs> going to jail. Then going to the pokey. They're coming. Oh, my gosh. So. Uh, <laughs> I'll bail you out. Thanks, Carly. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so I, you know, took the time to real quickly, like, call the courthouse, find my ticket number, go online, pay my ticket. Good job. Yeah. It took all of, like, seven minutes. So it's for me, it's those little things that I put off till I absolutely have to do them. And those are all the purple things, usually. They're mm -hmm. little things that. Mm -hmm. You don't realize how much are stressing you out, like stuff to do with your kids' school, you know, all these things that you've put off because they're not, you know, for me, the big things are things that make me money that help me grow my business, things that help me grow myself and things that I spend time with my family. I'm not neglecting my kids or my husband in the mm -mm. big things whatsoever. No. 
So then all the little crap um, that I'm supposed to do for their school or for, you know, life stuff, like paying a ticket, that all gets pushed back. But it, it's like back there weighing on me. So what I do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend one hour and I can get all these done. Right. So just I just do them. For just me, that's the frog. Out. That's the frog for me. And for somebody else, it might be the big thing, like prospecting might be the frog because they don't love yeah. talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem. That is not your problem. I'm upset when I can't prospect. So <laughs> it's the opposite. So I had to get those things out of the way so I can make space. Yeah. So that's what I do. I do the list thing. Also exercise. Um, and I heard this t- podcast actually on the way here uh, talking about, about stress and that if you don't actually resolve every stressful situation, you know, like, like I don't know, you failed a test in seventh grade and mm-hmm. you didn't prepare and it's just weighing on you, but you never actually – came to a point where you moved past that, like yeah. had a resolution that you don't even know, but subconsciously those things don't resolve themselves. They're just like there in the back. And so you might work out one day and it might make you feel a little bit better, but you have so much things that are weighing on you from your past, mm. right? That yeah. you, And so you have to work out every day. You have to work out 30 minutes every single day. And then eventually, you know, before you die, all those things will go away. <laughs> Hopefully. But you will feel better. I promise. I like to exercise. (laughs) Also, I like to do exercises that are so incredibly painful that I can think of nothing else other than what I'm doing, which that helps me clear my my mechanism. Uh (laughs) That's just me. But you got to do whatever makes you feel good. Maybe it's yoga and breathing. Yeah. I I don't know. People tell me to breathe. (laughs) It doesn't work for me. I mean, it probably would, but it just doesn't feel like it when someone tells you to breathe. But sometimes just taking a walk and getting out of mm-hmm. the space that you're in. Yeah. And then you're, fo- you know, focusing on your breath and just getting some fresh air. For me, it's like getting fresh air. I got to get out of the office or wherever I'm at. Um, I've been talking to people before this podcast because I'm like under stress. I'm like, what do you guys do? What do you do? So uh, I heard from some colleagues, too, that they laugh, which is great. Laughter is like the best medicine. It is. Totally. And I'm like, oh, you like what? What do you do? You like watch a comedy? He's like, I don't have time to watch a movie, Sarah. I um listen to like even listen to a comedy. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea because then you get some laughter mm-hmm. going and you release endorphins. I love that. I know. I thought that was a good tip. Um, everybody says exercise, and the other thing was, um, you know, when you're super focused on yourself and you're you're building, you write the list and you're building mm-hmm. it up, and then you're like, oh my gosh, there's not enough time to do all. Sometimes just getting right into work, like just doing it. Like if you, for us, we have to meet with clients. Mm -hmm. So if I have a client appointment, then all of a sudden I have to be 100% focused on my client. Or maybe it's your kiddos, you're going to a kid thing. So you have to stop stressing about all the things and now you're focused on your kids and you're present. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave that, no matter what, you feel better because you had to take a break from your, you know, self-sabotage of stress. You have to take a step back. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. And what everybody's step back is is different. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm giving you lots of different tips. I love it. Also, you can talk about it. But I think to a point. Mm, yeah. I mean, talking about it so that someone else can. Sometimes when you say things out loud. Okay. You're like, well, that sounds a bit ridiculous. I don't need to stress out about that. But also sometimes it feels like if I tell you I'm stressing about mm-hmm. this thing, you kind of validate like, well, yeah, that's stressful, you know. And then you and then you feel not alone. Like you're not alone in it. Everybody's mm-hmm. stressing about those things. And so it's like, okay, well, it's okay to feel this way. And then you give yourself permission to move forward. Um, but I think talking and like worrying 
is different than caring. Yes. So, like, if you're worrying about something, you're trying to think it into change. <laughs> you're right. You're thinking, okay, if I worry about this a lot, I'm going to think about it so much that the result's going to change. The outcome's going to be different. No, no it it's going to fix itself. No, doesn't work. That's not the same Mm-mm. thing as caring so much about something or someone that you take action, right, mm-hmm. to put the that person or that thing into a better position, like moving it forward in life. If you're caring, you're moving things forward. You're actually like making progress, mm-hmm. taking action. If you're worrying, you're just thinking about it. So, I mean, there's definitely power to thought, <laughs> but you think about it to like move, move forward and take action. Well, I mean, it's all, you come back to, if you're focusing on the wrong things, right? It's not going to move you forward. Yeah. Well, also, if you're worrying, like, if you're just worrying and talking about it, that's like when you're talking to yeah. someone, it's okay to talk and move on. But if you're just talking and talking and talking about it. What does that do? Nothing. It's Mm-mm. wasting your time. Yep. You're focused on what's stressing you out rather than taking action to fix it. Mm-hmm. And you're probably offloading a lot of, like, worry and stress onto somebody else. So you talk about it, you release it, and then enough's enough, okay? <laughs> Get out there and make some change. Okay. You have to focus on what you actually can control because we stress out. At least I feel really stressed out, and it's proven actually too. Everybody does. So it's not just me. (laughs) Y'all feel stressed out when you feel out of control. Yeah. That's really what it is. You feel completely out of control, and so you're stressed out. Uh, But the problem is then you're trying to control things that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. You have to only focus on the things that you can actually impact change on because when you're stressing out about things that you have no control over – well, I mean, you're just always going to be stressing, to be honest. And there's huge things. In, I mean, huge things. Politics, you know, the environment, like all kinds of major world issues that you could be stressing out about you have zero control over. You might be able to make an impact on somebody's life or in this world, whatever, but that's the thing that you can control and that's what you should be focusing on. And on a smaller scale, it's like things at home and work. It's like, you know, right now, uh, personally, we have a lot going on at work. I'm insanely busy. Plus, I've started a ton of new projects to um, work-wise. Uh, I have a podcast. And then I also you know, have a family, three young girls that are all in sports. And we're building a house, like custom construction from the ground up. And I'm remodeling my current home. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. I don't know why I'm doing all those things at one time, but I am. And I could stress out about things that I can't control, like... You know, with a remodel, if you've ever remodeled your kitchen, there's a lot of things you have no control over. Mm-hmm. So I just make the decisions on the things I can and then I move on. Otherwise, I would just be like in angst all the time. Yeah. Uh, I just heard this thing because I think that we get a lot of us get anxious mm-hmm. about trying to be perfect. Like yes. you put this standard. But something was sort of revolutionary to me that I just heard. I know. Tell me. You're going to love it, I think. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's that it's not about your standards. Like perfectionism isn't about having high standards. It's about how you deal with the anxiety of failing. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so you don't need to lower your standards. No. If you have high standards, that doesn't, that's not, you're not a perfectionism. You just have high standards and more power to you. You should have high standards in everything. Okay. Um, but being able to be okay with failing, like if you don't hit the mark, mm-hmm. if you set a standard for yourself, cause it's usually the standards we put on ourselves that we're stressed out about, mm. you put the standard on you and then you don't 
you know, you don't hit it. You have to be okay with like, I fell short. I failed forward and I'm learning and moving on. If the anxiety of being a perfectionism perfectionist is that you are not okay with failing. Like you have to hit the mark every time. Well, if that is your standard, I mean, if that's your expectation, that's your expectation, then we'll shoot. You're never going to hit the mark very, very rarely because we have really high expectations yeah. that usually are unreasonable and not even important in the scheme of things. So uh, I just thought that was really eye-opening. Don't you think, Carly? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to start, you guys. It's about like you write this list, you have all the things, but then you have to just take action. Yeah. Because for me, I have some big projects on that list. And I'm sure a lot of you do like work projects, home projects, and they get daunting. Like if you're, let's say you're going to do a kitchen remodel and you write out every single thing you have Oof. to do for that remodel. Yikes. Boo. Don't do that. <laughs> no. That Those things Ooh. didn't even make it on my four and a half page list, okay? Oh, good. That's good. No, because that's really daunting and even mm-hmm. more stressful, right? You just got to take action on the things you can do. Okay, well, I know I'm going to do a kitchen remodel, and I know the first step is that I need to get my cabinets painted, mm-hmm. redone. So then I just line up a painter. Yeah. And then while he's painting, I'm like, okay, he's getting close. I think we should order the handles. Okay, we order the handles. You just take action on things. If it's a big project at work... Um, you know, you could have like this whole thing you have to write. Why don't you just start writing the outline of what needs to happen? Okay, I wrote the outline. You automatically feel better Mm -hmm. because it's the task that's daunting and overwhelming that is stressing you out and weighing on you. If you just set aside, I'm going to work on this project for 20 minutes, uh, focused energy, and see how far I get to start it. Yeah. You would feel so much better. So much better. And if you did that like day in and day out, you would accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. You just got to start on those things. Yes. So then you can, now your list, you cross it off. Okay, I started. Now the next step is what? You don't have to have your whole list of every step of every project. No. It's just like create outline for X, Y, Z, and then the next day it's the next thing. Yes. Woo. I know. So good. Another way to combat stress is sleep. Is that an eye-opener? Did you guys know you're supposed to get sleep? Yeah. How much? A lot. Everyone's (laughs) sleep is different, actually. Everybody should be getting seven and a half hours of sleep a night minimum. But some people are different. Some people can function on six and a half. Some need nine. You need to figure out what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. But this is crazy. Okay. I heard that it's proven, fact, sleep Mm -hmm. deprivation actually is equivalent to being legally drunk. Oh, yeah. You know when you wake up and you don't have enough sleep and you feel like you have a sleep hangover? Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I'm like, I feel so hungover from lack of sleep. It yeah. doesn't feel good. No. Well, if you let's say you got less than four hours of sleep in a night, uh. okay, or you were up for 19 straight hours, or um, you had five nights in a row of six hours or less of sleep. Okay, I know you guys have all done at least one of those things. Those are all equivalent to being legally drunk. Legally drunk. Would you show up to work drunk? Would you drive your kids to school drunk? <laughs> no. No. But you are. You need sleep for so many things, and we all know that. And you hear it all the time, but it is the best way to recover and rest and feel be- ready for the day. I struggle with the sleep for years and years and years because I always felt like I had to do things while the kids were sleeping. Yeah. To to win at life, right. to be productive, to get all my you know four and a half pages done, I have to, I have to work when they're sleeping. Well, you know what? I heard the saying, you don't got to set yourself on fire to keep others warm. You got to take care of yourself. I love that. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> I said I think I've said I love that like five times this podcast, but that is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Okay, as women, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's not equal. The expectations on a woman are not the same as a man. You have first shift, which is like your day at work or your day home taking care of your kids. You got second shift, which is when you get home from work or when, you know, your spouse gets home and then you have nighttime routine, right? And then women have a third shift. Men do not. And it doesn't even matter if your kids are past their, um, you know, waking up in the middle of the night phase Mm -hmm. where they need to be fed and all that. Like even until the later years, if there's a a nightmare or an accident or just someone needs to be cuddled for whatever reason, it is expected that we are going to get up and take care of those kids. Yeah. And like, I don't know the percentage, but it's extremely high (laughs) in heterosexual (laughs) relationships that the woman is expected to sacrifice her well-being, her well-being, okay, to on on the altar of somebody else's well-being and comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. Why say that's BS? <laughs> boo. It's boo. I mean, it is what it it is what it is. But we set boundaries, you guys. Yeah. That's another thing to stress is you got to set boundaries. And if you take care of yourself, you're going to be able to be so much more successful. And I learned the hard way that staying up and working while my kids were sleeping was like I'm a martyr. Like I was working so much. Mm say that I worked a lot because I was trying to accomplish these things but the fact is if I went to bed when my kids went to bed and even if I was interrupted in sleep but I woke up earlier then I was way more productive and healthier and happier throughout the day mm-hmm. than feeling like I was hung over all day long right you need sleep okay and maybe you need to talk to your partner about who wakes up when the kids need cuddles Randy <laughs> He loves him some cuddles, but he's like dead. You know, this was another thing I heard is is that maybe it's because we wake up easier. Like our bot, but there's no way that we would ever know if it's because um, just that's how we innately were built, that we are softer sleepers and we wake up. Or is it, if it's because we live in a society and have that we're expected to mm. until it's completely equal, which I don't think it ever will be. The expectations are exactly the same, whether you're a woman or a man. Yeah then we won't know if our bodies are just conditioned that way. But, I mean, men sleep like freaking rocks. Yeah. Like, it takes, I don't even know what it would take to wake Randy. Shane's the same way. He's dead. Mm -hmm. We have to manage stress so that it doesn't manage us. And however you find a way to deal with it, you have to have, like, your little toolbox. Mm -hmm. Right? Your little kit, your little survivor kit for stress of what you're going to do. And you got to find those things that make you happy and then recognize when you're feeling stress, uh, stressed out and actually do the things for self-care so that you can be your best. Mm-hmm. For me, sometimes when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I have to do something that I love doing. Like you have to just take a minute. Okay, I'm just going to take a time out for a minute. I was really, really overwhelmed last week. I had a really busy week and I'm like, I'm going to take a half a day on Friday and spend some time with my kiddos because that like lowers my heart rate. I feel better. You know, when you're around your kids, sometimes it's just as simple as like cuddling on the couch or whatever, but yeah, it makes me feel like whole being around my kids. That's for me, you know, whatever it is. But there is a thing about affection when you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Laughter is one thing, same thing, but like affection too. If you have physical touch, like you hug somebody for 20 seconds, seems like a long time, Aww. but it immediately your body is told that you're safe. It's not the same as like saying to yourself, I'm safe. Your body's mm-hmm. like, prove it. Uh, but when you're being <laughs> held by someone, 
for a long hug, you know, a spouse or anyone that you feel comfortable and safe with, mm-hmm. it immediately tells your body it's okay. It's okay. And you could also kiss for six seconds. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes you feel so much better. And so I think that's like with the kids, there's so much physical touch mm-hmm. when you're around your kids yeah. that you automatically feel like, okay, safe. And also it's my why. I think when you start to feel super overwhelmed with all the things you have to do, mm-hmm. you got to recenter. Why are you doing that stuff in the first place? Yeah. I'm like, I need to take a minute because I'm getting all out of whack over things that I don't know that they really matter. So I'm going to spend time with the people that matter the most. And that's why I'm showing up every day to work and killing it is for them. Mm-hmm. So I just like need a minute with them. Yeah. So whatever your why is or why you're working hard, you know, then go spend time doing that thing or with those people. The last thing I would say for stress mm-hmm. through my personal experience and research would be <laughs> managing your time. Oh, that's a big one. Managing your time. And yeah. we could do, and I think we are going to do a whole podcast on just managing your time. So watch for that. But really, it's about managing their, your time because there is really enough time. There's enough time to take a minute for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that we feel so overwhelmed with all that we have to do this is me too i i'm like i need to work out i know i know mentally i will feel so much better but i feel so stressed out with all the things i have to do i don't have time to take care of myself right but the fact is is that i do have time and if i spent less time on the worry and more time on the action then i would probably feel a lot better and i would burn some calories so it's about managing your time there's time to do all the things and once you go through your list and you set your boundaries and you say no, right, and you give away some things, yeah. then all of a sudden you just gave yourself back a lot of time and hopefully got rid of a lot of stress. Yeah. So you guys, hang in there. We're all stressing, okay, <laughs> for all kinds of reasons, but you just got to fill your toolbox with all the things that you need so yeah. that when you're feeling stressed out, you take a minute and do the stuff to make you be better to show up the way you want to show up for your family, your work, and your friends. Yes. All right. Hey, you want to hang out with me more? You can find me at sarahnicolereilly.com. And if you need some more real in your life, check me out on Instagram and Facebook. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long-term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know, and because we've done it all, We know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com.